Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was in Gated last night, really, and I went to see uh, the Labour leadership debate. Okay. Owen Smith versus Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. Very interesting. About eleven or 12,000 people there, I reckon, so I reckon Labour's probably nailed on to... Shit, that's to a turnout. Where, 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 where was it? In the town hall or something? Yeah, just in the town hall, yeah, but there was loads... Of, they opened the doors at the back, so... Yeah. Would, ...like, singing. So, anyway... Are the sliding doors, Andy, or great big old oak door? Big old oak doors. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, we're sliding doors and gates it. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I got there early, got down the front, and Corbyn comes on, right, does his 20 minutes at the start, all about stuff that he hates, that he thinks right. should go in the sea. Yeah. Good opener, good icebreaker, does a couple of songs, you know, then there's an interval. Um, so I nip out for a fag yeah. while the interval's on, because I've started smoking again. Um, go around the back for a quiet fag, because everywhere I go these days, it's all, oh, look at him, there, there he is. Fellow with a fat voice off the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at him, look at him smoking. So I'm having a tab, minding my own business. Corbin comes out the back door, right, right, with his pipe. Oh, he right. has a pipe. He has he? a pipe. Kendall Shag, I think he was smoking. Right, one, one of them. Nice, nice aroma was so it. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, he stands next to us, lights up the pipe. And he just looks across and he went there, seen you. Really? I says, oh, I says, seen you in there, seen you in there. Yeah. Fancy yourself a bit, don't you? Ooh. I mean, I do. Yeah, so I, I, said, I said, I said, I said, like, well, yeah, a bit, yeah. He says, uh, gets, he sort of lifts his nose up a bit, you know, yeah. getting a bit cocky. He says, uh, what's the most number of times you've ever driven round a roundabout? That's what he challenged you with. Yeah. Yeah. So I says, well, what, what sort of, like, mini roundabout? Motorway junction? Good question. You know, how many exits? Yeah, good question. He says, four exits. Not a mini, but not a full-sized town roundabout I know, either. I know, I instinctively know what you mean, yeah. So, I mean, th- I think the most I've done is probably three. Three yeah. times around one of them. So, yeah. I says, three. He says, how many times do you reckon I've gone round? I mean, he's quite a cocksure fellow, isn't he? Well, he's, because he's stubborn. brought it up, I'd be tempted to have said six or seven. <clears throat> how many do you think? Six? Uh, well, I said nine. Right. He says, nine. Nine? Yeah. Prick. God, you're prick. He says, treble it. 27. Oh, <laughs> 27 times round and roundabout. He says, yeah. He says, once you get past the first four or five, if you're fast enough, other motorists can't get on, they start to notice. He says, they stop and they watch, they don't want to get on, they just want to watch you going round and round. He says, and the pedestrians, they watch as well. It's a fucking amazing rush, he says. Wow. I'm like, wow, yeah, exactly. He says, you get locked into it. He says, it's almost (laughs) sexual. So that's his passion, is was That's what he's into. It's fucking weird, isn't it? I don't know if he was telling the truth, but it sounded convincing. Yeah. And then there's like a bit of an awkward silence after that, obviously, because I didn't know what to say after that. Yeah. He says, uh, anyway, I'm going back in. He says, if you can guess what I've got in my pocket, you can have it. So I says, a tenner. Yeah. I says, 
tobacco pouch. I thought it was either going to be a pool ball or a tenner. Right. And it was a tenner. Was it? So you give us it? He give you it? Yeah. So there's the two sides of Corbin, isn't there? Yeah. You know, they're like robotic, fixed... Monotonous. Yeah. Dreary. Well, that might be a bit... Granddad figure, but yeah. then, the when passion. he's off the leash, yeah. 27 times around a roundabout. Yeah. The passion in his pocket, a tenner. Yeah. I was going to say 20, but I thought he's a man of the people. Yeah. He's going to have denominations of a tenner, isn't he? So... Did you like him, if you've met him? I mean, do you like him, or...? I like him more now. Yeah. Now the... And I, I want more. Yeah. I want more of that. So wherever he's on next week, doing another debate, yeah. I'm going to go along. You can nip round the back for a fight. Hopefully, yeah. Have you seen Corbyn again this week? I have, yeah. I've been off to another um, Labour leadership debate. Are you stalking him? No, I'm just interested in politics. I know you are, yeah. So this was, this was Nottingham yesterday, the latest... Um, Labour leadership hustings. Where was, was the it? Call? Where? I don't know what a husting is. Do you? I have no idea. So this was Nottingham. I know what a rustling is. No, that's a different thing. This was Nottingham. Where, what's the uh, venue? You know, I like these days. It was the county ground, Nottingham, Nottingham, Nottingham County's the cricket ground. ground. No, no, the football stadium. Oh, Notts County. Notts County. Nottingham I've never County. Heard them called Nottingham County. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it was. Uh, I am out, the linesman for Notts County. Outdoors, I think they yeah. had Rihanna on there last week, so they just kept the stage up. Yeah, is it? and they've had Corbyn and Smith. So I got in early, got right down the front, mm. wearing lots of red. You know, wanting to spur the lads on, yeah. you know, remind them of what a it's all bit about. More detail. You mean red tie, red top, red red hat, tie, hat. red shirt, red trousers, red you hat. Did you fuck? And some lovely lipstick. All right, so you're down the front. So I'm right that. down the front there. There's um, obviously I got recognised from this. There's people singing, you know, get your tits out, get your tits out, right. get your tits out for the jazz. Yeah. Get your tits out for the chest, you know, and shouting, yeah, you could throw a whole box of eggs on them fun bags. Yeah. Not very nice, but, you know. So anyway, Corbyn comes on first, yeah. does his opening statement. He does a tight, topical ten minutes about the Olympics. Yeah. Lottery funding for yeah. sport, how it's a tax on the poor, and how he's going to make Team GB compete in vest and pants, you know, in the in the future when he's Prime Minister. Um, so hold on a minute. Well. When he's prime minister, the British Athletics team will compete in just white vest and, and grey pants. It's not a bad idea, is it? Keeps the funding down, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not a bad Spread idea. Spread the money, the lottery money among the poor who've paid for it in the first place. Then he did an acoustic version of part of the union. Mm-hmm. Went off for the break. So I went outside for a fag because oh, I was, was, I was, now, I was gasping for one. Went round the back again for a bit of privacy from you know from the tits out brigade. Um, so I'm there having a tab, minding my own business. Out comes Corbyn with his pipe. Yeah. Quite a mild tobacco this week. Smell like a, a Basma. I don't know Basma. No, you don't know Basma. It's a great one. It's a great one. Nice, quite a mellow, mellow sort of smell. Quite so anyway, gra- yeah, I'm standing next to him, you know. Looks across, he says, seen you. So I. Yeah. Seen you. Shall I do the voice? Shall I do his voice? I wouldn't know how he spoke, so do do. I'll try the voice. He goes, uh, seen you in there. I'll say, I've seen you in there. You reckon you're the bee's knees, don't you? I mean, I do. So, yeah, you know, fair, fair enough. enough. Says, fair enough. Yeah, a bit, yeah. He says, what's the fastest you've ever climbed a tree? So, I'm not really sure. I'm not at comfortable heights. Yeah. So, I don't climb don't that many trees. That. I don't get petrified. Yeah. I get a bit unsettled. Yeah, okay. You know, anyway, perfectly natural. So, I tell them this, and I says, uh, you know, not really a fan of climbing trees. He throws his head back and he says... Thought that might be your Achilles heel. So what's the fastest you've ever climbed a tree then? I don't know, a couple of minutes. I'm I'm careful, you know. Yeah. 
belt and braces. He says, I see. Ask me mine. Go on, ask me my fastest. He says, all right, what's the fastest you've ever climbed a tree? He goes, three seconds. Shit. Three fucking seconds. Fucking seconds. Wow, you yeah. know. And then, when I got to the top, I jumped straight off. Straight down onto the grass. <laughs> Stunned by this, because he's wiry. Yeah, yeah. He's an old fella, but he's yeah. wiry. Not an ounce of fat on him. Certainly no noticeable sign of any, like, tits yeah, like yeah. on me. So I says, that's amazing, three seconds. He says, yeah, it is, isn't it? Heads back towards the door, back to the, the second part of his hustings. So um, just before he gets back inside, he turns around and he shouts, it was a bonsai tree, you fucking knobend. Uh, you know what I mean? Right, you don't, I don't think he likes you, Is he? that the kind of man we want as our next Prime Minister? Well, I don't know. Well, what, a man with a sense of humour? A man. You who, think that's funny? Well, a man who'll stand up to bullies like you. You think it's funny? It's not. Well, I mean, I, I, it wasn't that good because, like, you can't climb. Bonsai's too small to climb, innit? And if, so three seconds. Well, that's what I would have said, but he'd gone by then. Right. I well, didn't stiff. The next batch went home. He should have said it was, I don't know, a little bamboo. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say, Andy. Well, just think carefully before you vote at the he's, next election. Well, he's got that. a right, right, little strappy fella, though, isn't he? I think it's me. Just doesn't like me. Yeah, no, it could be you, Andy. It really, really could. Carry on, so tell me about Corbyn. I've been to another um, another one of his rallies this week, yeah. uh, quite a local one down in Yarm, uh, which is where Steve McLaren lives, I believe. Yeah, of course, all, in the, Yarm. all the borough footballers well, um, and that. That's, that's not really relevant. So uh, I went, you know, turned up, got down early, down the front in all my red gear, hit the toe in red, yeah. hat, shirt, tie, lipstick, all the stuff. No, you didn't. I did. You, no, you didn't have lipstick on then, Mick. Anyway, down the front. So Corbin comes on. He does um, does a tight ten minutes about the evils of CCTV on trains. Okay. And how footage can be manipulated. Right. You know, got quite, quite into it. Yeah. PowerPoint thing, but, you know, just a bit distracting, but never mind. Then the lights all went off. <clears throat> and we all sang um, Money's Too Tight to Mention. That's you know, right. Simply Red song. Yeah. Now, it sounded to me like Mick Hucknall was singing it. Yeah. But the lights were off, so I couldn't see. I'm just assuming it was Corbin just doing a Hucknall impression. Yeah. Anyway, then time for a break, so I nip round the back, get a fag, and he comes out the fire exit. Here he is, Corbin. Stands next to me, lights up. Uh, he's got a roll up this week. Oh, shit. A Not a pipe. Not a pipe this week. So he says... Uh, Seen you. Yeah. He says, all right. He says, seen you. Down the front. Seen you. Fancy yourself, don't you? Oh, attitude. He says, well, I do. So, you know, I says, well, a little bit, yeah. And he points at me, me red rosette that I've got on. He says, official rosette, is it? I says, well, I'm not sure. I've had it for, for ages. You know, I've not worn it at an official party event for, for years, though. He says, mm, thought so. Thought as much. Thought it looked a bit weathered. Well, sorry, should I get a new one? You know, is there any official ones that you, you set me up with? He says, well, I have a merchandising operation. I could get you a one at a reduced price if you'd be interested. So I says, wow, yeah, great. Thanks. You know, if there's anything I can do in return, you know, to help with your election, yeah, let, let us know, because I'm, I'm becoming a, a serious convert yeah. to the to the Corbynista cause. And he says, uh, well, um... There might be one thing you could help me with. Oh, here it comes. Thought, oh, I. So he pulls the pulls his tab out of his mouth, and his bottom lip slowly parts from the top one. He reaches across and he just brushes me rosette with the back of his hand. Oh, hey up! Is this in a? Hmm, and he says, uh, 
he says. It gets lonely on the campaign trail, you know. I'm always on the road, and I start to miss Mrs. Corbyn when it's almost bedtime. Mm. I says, oh, no, I can imagine that, yeah, yeah. So he says, uh, do you think you could possibly proffer a small kiss? Oh, he's a kisser? To alleviate my emotional turbulence? And I thought, well, you know, given what you and the older me get up to, mm. it's, you know, it's legitimised. You're not a bad-looking fellow, I suppose. That, and I've, I've started to become quite a fan over the past few weeks. I thought, you know, a little kiss is not going to hurt. No, I'm in that. So I moved, moved my mouth slowly towards his, and I just felt my chin graze against his beard as we got closer. Yeah. Just as we are about to kiss, there's a bang, and I jumped back. Yeah. Someone's booted the fire exit. Shit. And this voice goes, No! Andrew, no! Not during a democratic electoral process, Andrew! Jeremy, back inside and address your followers at once! Fuck. Who are you saying it is? It's the alderman. Fuck off. It's your alderman. What I'm do you mean? Yarm, aren't I? I'm in Yarm. Well, he, it's your patch. He wouldn't give a shit if you were having a kiss. What was it? What? What? What's, I don't understand. Well, I don't know. It, it, it happened. What, you've been sniffing around the alderman? No, I'm sniffing around Corbyn. I've got nothing... Thing with the alderman. So what happened then, then? Did you... Well... Did you... Any, well, Corbyn goes back in. Don't get upset. How right? did... What? Just let us explain. Yeah. Jesus. Right, so... The alderman's still there. Corbyn's gone back in. And I just, I'm panicking. I'm saying, sorry, look, I don't have any major involvement at constituency level. I'm not up to speed with the etiquette. I, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to happen. And the alderman says, I can teach you all about the etiquette, Andrew. Especially as I'm not standing for office myself. And I thought, well, it's an opportunity to learn something's a good thing. That'd be wonderful. And he says... Now, it looks to me as though you're in possession of a pair of lips that just thought they were about to be kissed. Come over to me, Andrew. You did Come now. You better not have. And he, he, he cupped his hands around my face. No, he never. And just gently brushed his lips against mine. Oh, as if I'm... And, and just held them there for a couple of seconds and then pulled away. And honest Jesus, Bob... You kissed him? Tired. You kissed him? My entire body turned to jelly. Oh, you're, I'm, I'm not happy with this, Andy. I felt as though... It's nothing, nothing to do with you, the alderman. No, I'm off. Sorry. No, it's upset me, that. No, but... Bob. Bob! Mm. Have you seen um, your mate Corbin this week at all? I have, yeah. I was up in uh, Inverness. Quite a short set. Um, it was just some uh, Billy Bragg songs. Oh, you didn't do guitar. Billy Bragg songs. Just tell me if you... Come on, get on with it. I'm trying to tell you what happened. All right, fair enough. Sorry to interrupt. Right. So anyway, 20-minute set. It wasn't even an interval. So afterwards, I'm round the back having a fag. He comes out, lights his pipe, looks across, and he says, uh, Seen you. Yeah. Seen you. Down the front. Tapping your foot. Think you're a bit of a mover and a groover, don't you? And, you know, I like to dance. Yeah. So I said, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He says, how many tattoos have you got? I haven't got any. I'm not really into tattoos. I think it's weird. So I just says, I ain't got any, actually, for what it's worth. He says, uh, oh, yeah. You look the type. Ask me my best tattoo. Says, what's, what's your best tattoo, Jeremy Corbyn? Hammer and sickle. 
just above my arse. He says, do you know why it's my best? I says, not really. Because it hurt the most. Mm. I thought, well, that's, you know, I'm not, I don't understand tattoo culture. I don't understand why anyone would disfigure their body like that. You know, I mean, look at me, I'm a perfect specimen. Yeah. Why, why, you know, blight this canvas? Yeah. So he just like sneered and he went, come back when you've got yourself inked. Right. And not a henna one either. Huh? Real ink. And then um, John McDonnell, you know, the Shadow Chancellor? Yes. He, he pulled up on a motorbike. Um, Corbin gets in the sidecar and off they went. Shit. So that was that. So he's a tats. He's got the t- tats is what you call them, isn't it? Tats. He's inked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll. I, I imagine he's got quite flappy underarms, you know. Like, you know, I mean, his skin, I shouldn't think, is as tight as E.G. Like the Alderman's. Bingo That's, wings, I think they call them. That kind of thing, but... Um, we shall see. Senior, he says. Senior. Yeah. Senior. <laughs> oh, no, that's his, I've noticed now. That's what hey, he says, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's his thing. I'm Maybe there's going to be a twist in the Labour leadership election. Oh, have you he been said, to Corbyn? smoothly moving into Jeremy Corbyn's oh, story. Oh, you've been stalking him again, I've been to his very last... Um, what do you call it? Rally, rally or something. His yeah. last rally that he did before the before the votes closed this week, um, and it was in um, Oxford, right, at a Labour stronghold. Um, and he started off by doing a tribute to Neil Kinnock. You remember when Neil Kinnock did that thing? We're all right. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah. he did that exactly like I just did it there in a Kinnock voice. But then he started doing the wanker sign. Yeah, as if to say, Kinnock's a wanker. Who did this, Corbyn? Corbyn, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, usual stuff, you know, 12 minutes of mumbling and bumbling about. Yeah. I don't know. Where are you, front row right always? Stuff. I'm front row. I'm wearing one of them, you know, those um, skin-tight body stock oh, things. Oh, if you, you're not wearing... Bright red. Why did you with do... The, with the head, with the head covered as well. All right. Everything. I'm just I'm just a red, nude yeah. body well, it... right down the front. Is that a solidarity thing, red for labour? Red for labour, yeah, of yeah. course. Well, you weren't wearing it, Andy. I was. Carry on. I was. I was. Anyway, after it finished, I went out the back for a smoke. Yeah. Um, cut a mouth hole in the yeah. body stock and face, obviously. And um, Corbyn comes out, and he's he's got one of them vape things like you've got. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Red smoke. Oh, nice. So I'm engulfed in this cloud of red smoke yeah. in my red body stock, and it's pure labour. Yeah. It's pure labour. So anyway, he says, uh, seen you. Uh, Here we go. I says, oh, I. He says, yeah, seen you down the front. I says, uh, that was me, yeah. He says, uh, nice costume you've got there. Thank you very much. It's a great set of tits on you. Ha <laughs> nice one, Jeremy. Which, you know, they are, let's yeah. face it. He says, um... You reckon you're a bit of a darling, don't you? Which way do you swing, ladies or gents? Right. And I'm I'm pretty much heterosexual, right? Here. So I said, ladies. He says, mm, "How many ladies have you done it on then?" <laughs> hey, the sexual act. How many? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not completely sure because I'm you know, 44, been around the block a couple of times. So I said about ten. Yeah. He says, hmm, you're a bit of a slag then, aren't you? 
was a bit, bit previous. I said, uh, well, not really. You know, 10, 44 years. It's not that many. He says, ask me how many ladies I've done it on. I asked how many. How many ladies have you done yeah. it on, Jeremy Corbyn? Five. Five. Very sure about that. Yeah. He knows. He says, that's fewer than you, but they were all very, very beautiful ladies. Flaxen hair and appropriately fragrant in the sex areas. All right, yeah. Clean as well. Not like some of yours, I shouldn't wonder. Well, that's not right. Getting nasty. Right? Yeah. Quite nasty. So there's an uncomfortable silence. Yeah. And he says, uh, ask me my best one. I presume he means out of the five out that he's five, done it with. Yeah. He says, says, all right, who was your best one then? And he's, I, I don't think I can see it on air. I'll have to whisper it to you. All right. Hang on. Margaret Thatcher. You kidding me? Shh. You heard what I said, didn't you? Yeah. That's what he said. You kidding no, me? No, honestly. And then he just moonwalked back into the door, backwards through the door. Didn't even look round. Just left it with that. Just moonwalked. <laughs> so there you go. Whoa. So it's going to get really worse of him. And, uh, um, you know, weirdly, weirdly, I like him even more now. You like him more for that, yeah. Um, have you seen Corbyn recently? Because you haven't seemed to mention him, or am I wrong? Have you not seen him? I've, yeah, I've just been uh, a few days ago. I was at a, a private rally that he had. Oh, private. After, you know, after he was re elected. Yeah. As Labour leader, he had a private rally for some of his core supporters, as he calls them. Um, you know, he came on, did a bit of a speech, and then the karaoke started. Ah, right. Um, he did He did simply the best, and uh, I will survive. Man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. You know, all the standards. Nice choice. Uh, I, I got up and I did This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us, you know, Sparks. Sparks song, yeah. I did that one, because I can get very high. <laughs> Go on then, do it now. The story begins up to the both of us. Do 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 do. Anything we was gonna leave. That's See, good, you doubted us there, didn't you? I you did didn't think you. I could do it, <laughs> Dick. Anyway, um, so I go around the back afterwards yeah. for a smoke, and uh, he comes out with a towel around his neck. Yeah, I think one of his one of his you know servants had given him that, like Elvis. And he's drinking a can of. Uh, do you remember Quattro? Quattro, no, I don't Quattro. know that. It was it was a, a fruity, sort of barely palatable, <laughs> soft drink from about nineteen eighty four, which ironically was Labour's previous worst ever period. Okay, as a party, so he's drinking a can of Quattro. So I says, "Hey, where'd you get that from?" He says, "Mind your own business, laddie." Oh, all right then. He says, "Seen you." Why? Seen you up on the stage, yeah. my stage, the winner's stage. Fuck. A bit freaky. I says, yeah, that was me, you know, karaoke, free for all. You know, put me name down, the song I wanted to do, got up and did it. He says, uh, think you're the velvet fog, don't you? <laughs> says you what? <laughs> he says, it was a Mel Torme reference, get over yourself. Uh, right, so I don't know if I forgot to mention this. I had the red body stocking on again. All oh, right, fair enough. And he says, uh, "Very fetching costume there." So thanks very much. Yeah, you know, just showing me support there. The bright red. 
Labour. Uh, he says, must be quite tricky for when it comes to Chadwick time. You probably don't even know what a Chadwick is, do you, sunshine? I do, actually. Yeah, I do. I do. It's, you know, it's the last piss of the night. Yeah. Before you go to sleep. She says, oh, are you familiar with the Chadwicks? Do you measure your Chadwicks? And I mean, I do. You know, me and you yeah. have in the past, haven't we? Yeah. So she says, yeah, of course I do, yeah. She says, oh, could be a place in the shadow cabinet for you here. What's your best? What's your best Chadwick? And um, my best one is it's 13 and a half grams. Oh, you've done it in grams. Right. All right. Oh, you do it in like litres. Fluid ounces, I used to do measure. I, th- I thought we'd established that you weigh yourself pre-Chadwick, then you weigh yourself post-Chadwick and you deduct the two weights. Well, I thought it doesn't seem like a very big Chadwick, Andy, to be honest with you. 13 grams. It's... I am as God made me. All right, fair enough. Anyway, so, so I says 13 and a half grams. He says, you fucking amateur. I've known babies with heavier Chadwicks than that babies. Ask me my best one. Go on, ask me my best Chadwick. I'm getting a bit scary at this time. This yeah. So I says, um, what's, your, what's your best Chadwick, Mr. Corbin? 19 grams. Mm. Says, 19 grams, that's, that's, you know, how? How? I can only do 13 and a half. Tell me, I want to learn. He says, did you vote for me in the leadership election then? I says, well, I didn't actually, because I've got a thing for underdogs. You know, I knew you were going to win. He says, ah, oh, well, you'll never know then, laddie. You'll never know. Mm. So then John McDonnell turns up. Yeah. In his 1982 larder. Yeah. And I think he'd had the exhaust sawn off or something, so making a lot of a noise. Corbin jumps in and off they go. Off the fuck off, yeah. And I look at the ground. I look down at the ground and there's a pool of liquid. Where he's been standing. Really? Yeah. Steaming? I mean, what are you saying? Chadwick, wasn't it? Oh, he'd left you. He dropped a Chad. He'd let, he'd let one out. Dropped a Chadwick in your presence. Act of aggression, that. Mm. So there we go. I don't know where we go from there. Interesting, Andy. Sinister, quite a sinister fella, but, you know, I know you like him, but... Oh, I think he's brilliant. Yeah. You know, he's not for everyone. 
I've been at the cinema earlier today. Good for you. What are you going to see? I went to see that new one, that new miserable one, that um, I, I am Daniel Craig. I'm Daniel Blake. Daniel Blake, sorry. Yeah, Daniel Blake, the yeah, the socialist one, yeah. The socialist movie, yeah, I went to see that. It was pretty um, pretty miserable, yeah, pretty depressing. Yeah. And afterwards, um, I was a bit, bit peckish, so I nipped into Nando's. Oh, right. Just around the corner from the cinema. thought I'd have a chicken burger or something. So I walks in, and then sitting in one of the booths at the side, yeah. on his own, guess who? What? Um... Don't I don't know, Andy. Sorry, I don't you. know. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, the Corbyn, wow. Jeremy Corbyn in Nando's. So he'd been to see the socialist film, I suppose. Well, that's what I thought. And all and I says, um, hi, hi, Jezza. Um, you been to see Daniel Blake then? He says, no, no, it's my day off. I've been to see Jack Reacher, never go back. <laughs> well, you know, right. he's entitled to. You know, he can't yeah. be, it can't be Daniel Blake seven days a week, can it? So I says, well, quite surprised to see you in here, Jeremy. Nando's, you know, global restaurant chain, you know, yeah. scale sort of fast food place. He says, uh, do your fucking research. I think you'll find that Nando's is a Cuban collective that has spread across the globe, proving that capitalism can be ethical and finger-licking tasty. Ooh. Ooh, exactly. Ooh, thought that through, wasn't he? lecture there. I didn't realise that was what Nando's was. I thought it was yeah. just like, you know, posh McDonald's. And um, on his plate in front of him, there's a load of chicken bones, which I was another he... surprise. Yeah, he's a veggie, isn't he? He's vegetarian. Yeah. Notorious vegetarian. So I says, um, is that, is that um, your chicken you've been eating there, Jeremy? He says, no, it's Billy Braggs. He's just gone for a shit. So, you know, I don't know what Jeremy had been eating, but he's with Billy Bragg. And, yeah. Um, sure enough, any, uh, sure enough, um, Bragg... Yeah. Comes out the out the gents a couple of seconds later. All right, Treacle. That's. Funny. I'll give it ten minutes if all were you, Jez. It's what I like to call an overwhelming mandate. <laughs> yeah. So he sits down and he starts chewing on one of the chicken bones. Corbin says, uh, "I've reeled one in, Bill. Do your worst." I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" I here? don't know what that means. So, well, exactly. Billy Bragg yeah. says, uh, "Can I interest you in a pamphlet? It's about the government." It folds out into a poster so you can put it in your window. There's a communist leader word search on the back for if you've got kids and that, you know. Right. And I'm like, fucking hell, you know, what's going on here? Day off, apparently. Yeah. Still touting communist pamphlets. I'm like, you know, this is too much for me. So I just lied and I said that only come in to use the bog. Right. And seeing as, you know, Bragg had just come out with a 10-minute warning. I just uh, made me excuses and left. Right. And I, I, I went off and got a deer kebab somewhere else. Right, well, deer kebab, what, what's that? Well, it's just like a kebab you have it during the day. Oh, right here, it's not a different... You know, like when you're sober. Right. OK. Did, hey, Andy, so, did, did you get the leaflet, though? No, no. No, you didn't God. take it? No, Jesus, no. I just got it there as quick as I could. ASAP. Well, that's interesting. I um, because that's the first time you've seen Corbyn like not at work, as it were. Yeah, at leisure. At leisure, Almost. and he likes a bit of Jack Reacher. He likes Jack Reacher, and he likes his Nando's. Yeah, I bet but, he sees um, a bit of Jack Reacher in him. Really, you know what I mean? Well, who doesn't? I know I do. So we've got a Corbyn. You want to tell us about? I've, well, funnily enough, I didn't have one, but till I got off the train. At King's Cross this morning. Something happened. And I decided I was going to go and get myself a bacon sandwich, so I just nipped into a calf. Yeah. <clears throat> just next to King's Cross. Who should be sat there? Jeremy Corbyn. 
sat there um, playing the barbecue spare ribs oh, that's in nice. front of him. It's early for at that, like, At like 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's... And he's a vegetarian, apparently. Oh, right, yeah. And the, it wasn't the ribs. It was just, Well, it was the ribs. It was just the bones. Right. They looked like a dog had sucked the meat off them or something. Right, yeah. <clears throat> so I says, oh, all right there, Jez. Um, the your bones there, either? He says, no. Billy Braggs, he's gone for a shit. Oh, he's with Billy again. <clears throat> yeah, he's with Billy again. So a couple of a couple of seconds later, um, Billy Braggs stomps out of the gents. And uh, he says, uh, you can't take it with you, can you? Hey, know what I mean? To, to nobody. I know what he means. Do you? Yeah, well, sort of, yeah. Because yeah. what he's done. What he's done. In there, you can't take gone, it with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, he sits down, he, he looks across at me, yeah. All right, treacle! Says, all right, Bill. And they've got, between the two of them, there's loads of sheets of paper and coloured pencils strewn all across the table, so they're up to something. Yeah. They're working on something. Yeah. I says, um, what's this thing you're planning the uh, 2020 election campaign? Corbyn says, no, it's our day off. We're working on a side project today. We've launched a creative agency providing tender ethical solutions in a cruel and feeling world. That's like a bit of a Mouthful. corporate slogan, yeah. yeah. Vision statement. So he's getting a bit agitated at this stage and he has a little toot on a bright red inhaler that he carries around with oh, him. What, a vape thing, you mean? No, like an inhaler, like, you know. What, for, for asthma? For asthmatics, oh, right. yeah. So he's got one of them. So anyway, I says, um, so what are you working on then? And Bragg says, uh, we're pitching for the John Lewis Christmas advert. Big one. Big one, yeah, exactly. You know, start big. And uh, Corbyn says, uh, yes, as a Cuban-style workers' cooperative, John Lewis is exactly the kind of friendly capitalist organisation we're aiming to break into. Says, all right, what's your, what's your pitch then? Have you got a storyline for this Christmas advert then? Yes, actually, yes, we do. I will tell it to you now. And Bill says, uh, can I do a bit of it, Jess? No, Bill. No, we've already been through this. You can operate the PowerPoint clicker if you can get your timing right beforehand. Yeah, all right, Jez. I'll keep practising, Jez. I'll keep practising. Yeah. And um, Corbin says, uh, OK, here we go. And he's speaking quietly because he doesn't want anybody else in the cafe to hear he it, you know. Of course not. Because they're off to John Lewis later on to pitch this. Here we go. It's the morning after a nuclear holocaust. A single mother emerges from her impromptu homemade shelter and ventures out into the street. Death and destruction is everywhere. She looks across at the town square, and to her amazement, the Christmas tree has remained intact. Suddenly, a sleigh pulls into view. On it is Dead Morris, the Russian version of Father Christmas. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that, no. He approaches the mother and strokes her face before kissing her softly upon the lips. Billy Bragg says, We might do a CGI thing at this point, where her eyes turn into cartoon hearts. Corbin says, I don't think the cartoon hearts are a good idea, Bill. So I says, all right, OK, so what, what happens then, then? Dead Morris removes his hood and beard to reveal that he's Vladimir Putin. Right. Shit. And Bill says, yeah, that's what I said when Jez came up with it. It's amazing, isn't it? I says, uh, well, it's, it's something, yeah. Corbin says, I think you'll find it's heartwarming and informative with the slightest of nods towards the vile capitalist fuckfest that is the modern British Christmas. Mmm, angry. Another little puff on the inhaler then. Yeah. 
So I says, um, well, what's the soundtrack? Because the soundtrack's always important. really important on oh, the John yeah. Lewis ads, you know what I mean? And Bill says, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm singing that. It's a gentle, slowed-down version of Part of the Union by the Strobes. Do you want me to do it for you? Well, go on then. He says, I got my guitar. It's at the Menders. <laughs> but I'll do it a cappella. <laughs> so he goes there. Oh, you don't get me. I'm part of the union. You don't get me. I'm part of the union. You don't get me. I'm part of the union. Children, J.I.J. Children, J.I.J. Beautiful, aren't it? Was that the end? That's, the, that's him doing the song. That's oh, the song that'll be on the advert and then called yeah. and says, right, fuck off. We're going around to John Lewis's head office in half an hour and I need to finish colouring this bar chart. So oh, I just made me excuses and left. Yeah. I didn't have the heart to tell them that John Lewis had already made this year's Christmas advert. You know, do, do you know a what? complete waste of time. Yeah, well, but it's like they'll gain from the experience of that. What are they starting an advertising agency? Looks like it, yeah. yeah. They'll gain from the experience of doing the pitch and everything. If there was an advertising agency or one of them creative hubs. Got a creative hub, yeah. Which you can cycle to, yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Darts. Oh, right, yo. At the Alley Pally this week. Yeah. And uh, I was sat there in one of the tables near the front, sat next to a bloke dressed as a lobster. Right. A big fat bloke dressed as a weeble. Yeah. And as a fellow dressed as a Rubik's Cube, he couldn't even see his face. It's just all a cube. Huge cube, man. Yeah. I mean, the effort these people put in, it's incredible, isn't it? No, I love it. I mean, it's very much part of the experience of watching, isn't it? So um, I'm outside having a smoke of the Rubik's Cube and the Weeble come out. One of the squares opens up on the front of the Rubik's Cube, the red one, red square. Yeah. Guess who it was? Oh, fuck off. Uh, it was Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. He says, uh, At the darts. He says, uh, Seen you. Says, All right, yeah. Seen you in there. Think you're one of the ordinary folk, don't you? With your picture of UK strength lager, holding your handwritten sign up for the cameras. What did it say on your sign? It said, um, it said I, I kissed the alderman. Hmm. Do you play darts then yourself? Because I do! I says, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a board in the house. I'm not that good, but, you know, just, I, like, I like to go. Well, I am. I'm very, very good. Very good indeed. Because darts is the ordinary man's game, and I am nothing if not in touch with the ordinary man. Ask me my best score. Ask me. Go on. So, 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 what's, what's your best score, Jeremy? 259. Right. 259. Two, you do know the maximum you can get in darts for three darts is 180, yeah. right? He goes, 259, ask him. He points at the Weeble. It's mm. with him. And then um, the Weeble fella says, uh, Yeah, he did. He was down at my house in my playroom. I didn't even do it. 259, three darts. Now wind your neck in, pretty boy. And I recognise this Weeble I've, fella. I thought I recognised the voice. I'm not sure where I'll find out. Sorry. Well, I recognised him fi- facially. Right. But I couldn't think where I'm from, so I says, um, who are you anyway? Corbin says, don't you know? This is my good friend Andrew Ridgely from Wham. Ah, oh, from Wham, yeah. I says, oh, of course, yeah. He says, look, I was in Wham for four years, seven months and 23 days until it finished. 
I says, I was a bit of a fan. I don't remember your voice sounding like that back then, you know, in the interviews. He said, look, mate, I've done fuck all since 1986. If you've done fuck all since 1986, you'd sound like this as well. Okay. So, um, Why does he sound like that? Um, I, I think he's let himself go. Oh. 30 years. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. So when all this is going on, Corbin takes a phone call. Andrew, we must dash. Billy Bragg needs our help. He tried to go for a shit, but he couldn't get the lobster suit off in time. We must hurry. Ridgely goes, oh, for fuck's sake. So they just dashed off. And then um, I went back in and watched Dave Chisnell. You watched Chizzy Chisnell? Yeah. Bloody hell. First round match, 1-3-2. So, there's, so, so two five nine. Well, he didn't do it, He says he, he got two five nine with three darts. That's not possible. You can get one five four Brit in snooker. Yeah. Not a one four seven. You can get a one one five four. What was some sort of false shot or something? Yeah, that's a tricky one. thing, yeah. yeah. But, but two five nine's not possible. Have is you it? ever got a one eighty at darts? Nah. No. Best best I've had is um, a treble nineteen, a double nineteen, and a double top. I can't remember where it was, but it's a really. What good were you score. doing down the nineteens? I always do the nineteens. You know, sure tw- you know, you get more for the twenties. Oh, you can't reach the twenty. Well, no. If you're gonna, no, you don't. Yeah, you get more for the twenty, but. If you're more consistently going to hit the 19s, then go for the 19s, I say. You get laughed out of the pub doing that. Yeah? yeah. Who has the last laugh, though? Who leaves with the who leaves with the fucking side of brisket? Not you. The victory, mate. Yeah, me. Anyway, you were at Glastonbury. Yeah, I was at Glastonbury. I mean, I only went because Jeremy Corbyn was on, obviously, doing yeah. his, his big speech, but the rest of it was brilliant. I was... Um, Right down the front for Corbin, I'd be me, me, yeah. me, me tight red body stocking on again. But I was wearing a big red arrow on my forehead. That's nice. Straight out, yeah. pointing forwards to represent the future that under man, Jeremy that Corbyn. That man there is the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope he'd notice me. Maybe he did, couldn't be sure. Anyway, he came on, he did some stuff about the poor. Yeah. Some stuff about how he wants to bring back wooden railway sleepers by 2030. He likes the poor, doesn't he? He loves the poor, yeah. yeah. And then for a bit of light relief after that, he did... War of the Worlds oh, in its entirety on it. none of the whole thing oh shit they didn't with, show that on the with, telly with Jeff Wayne and his rock orchestra yeah so that was good so anyway afterwards I was wandering around the, the festival site I mean you know you've been did you actually go into the site or were you backstage all the time no I was on the site yeah, yeah I was in among yeah. it all it's got everything um, while you wait MOTs yeah uh, Mexican food hand jobs everything. oh excuse me this is <laughs> they're just three of the things I experienced when I was at Glastonbury anyway I popped into the finance tent so you tent. have a hand job while your car's having an MOT no different different right. things it's not that small <sighs> um, yeah so I, I popped into the finance tent for an investment health check with a fella from the HSBC <laughs> and I was just heading back to my yurt yeah. do you know what a yurt is it's, a, it's like a conical tent it's like, it's like a yeah. big tent yeah for, I went back there for a nap and uh, a couple of druids came up to us, yeah, dressed in brown robes with their hoods over their faces. I know them, yeah. And uh, stopped right in front of me, stopped me in my tracks, really. They wouldn't let me past. And one of them says, Seen you. Hold on. Aye, Corbin. Yeah. Seen you down the front there in your body stocking. You are the embodiment of both festival culture and socialism. And I'd like to offer you a job. Shit. He's warming to me now. Shit, yeah. He usually treats me like shit, doesn't he? Yeah. So then, before I had the chance to say anything or reply, he just puts his fingers up to my lips and he says, Don't speak or I'll fucking fire you. 
Okay. Hadn't even got the job. He's going to fire me already. So he holds up a steel tape measure and he says, I'm taking this thing over next year. Going to rebrand it as Jestonbury. Right. I need you to go around and measure up. Meet me back here in three hours with all the measurements. You may now speak, but only if you have something sensible to say. Right. So I thought, well... What 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 sort of stuff are you going to have on during Jestonbury? Jez, is it going to be even better than this? Gesturing around yeah, yeah. to the whole festival. He says, of course it will. I'm taking it old school, back to how it used to be when I first came here in 1970. Spooky Tooth will be headlining the pyramid stage with Gong doing the honours on the other stage. That's it, no other groups. Less dancing, more thinking. So, quite radical yeah compared to what it's like now because you know they have like 20 bands on now yeah so I says um, what about on the non-musical entertainment gesturing at the circus tent yeah. that was just to me right he says there'll be a milking stool for people to sit on and an artificial cow with a map of the world across its side revelers will be able to simulate the milking of mother earth and consider what we're doing to the planet as a vegan alternative to that there'll be a piece of polythene sheeting for the vegans to sit on facing some trees Oh, right. He was getting agitated. Excited. Passionate, you could say. Passionate. Passionate, you could say. Oh, and Billy Bragg's in charge of the toilets. Oh, God. This is what you'd expect, isn't it, you know? And the other druid at this point lowers his hood. It's Billy Bragg. It's Billy Bragg. Uh, Bragg uh, prods me in the chest and he says, uh, Have you ever done a shit down an old boy? You don't look the type. Mm. And I mean, I haven't, to be fair. I've never shut down a hole. Anyway, just this... Just then there's this weird noise and this fella on a jetpack comes down out of the sky. Yeah. Michael Evis. Oh, the actual Michael the Evis. King, yeah. king of Glastonbury. Yeah, he's top undefeated of Undefeated. He's top king of Glastonbury. He? he says, uh, what's all this about then, Corbin? My spies tell me you're planning a takeover of my Glastonbury. That's right, Evis. It's the will of the people. Evis says, you can't do that. It's my fucking festival, you fucking fucker. <laughs> Corbett says, now, now, Avis, there's no need for any unpleasantness. There'll still be a role for you at my new look, Jestonbury. In its prison. Bragg, seize him. Whoa. Billy Bragg pulls out a taser, tasers Michael Avis, drags his limp, twitching body off behind a tent somewhere. Yeah. And then Corbin just pushes the steel measuring tape into into my hand and says, go and get measuring. This stupid festival isn't going to improve itself. And mm. I had to go off and measure Glastonbury. Right. Well, wow. I've t- it's a lot to take in, Andy. I know. It's a lot to take I, in. I think he's become a little bit more cocky since the election that, well, he, maybe, that he lost. Yeah. Like uh, he might even consider uh, if he's if, he might even consider being honest. You know, isn't it? Well, it's something in the to near hope future, for. Future, might it's something to hope for, well, isn't it? How's life in Sunderland for you, Andy? I'm just chit chatting. I'm all right. You know, I came down on the train this morning. Yeah. Um, had a bit of a nap because I had to. I had to be on the train at about six this morning to get yeah. in because of your needs and demands. Yeah. About the time you can come here. I like to do the podcast around. Uh, you know, before eleven probably, o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I'm having a little snooze on the train and I just I got I got woke up. I just felt this kind of thing brushing against my face a little bit. I instantly you think a fox I maybe. Th- I don't know what it was. So, and I woke up and there, staring right into my eyes, about yeah. about a, a millimetre away from my face. Yeah. Seen you. Oh, Jack Corbin. Jeremy Corbin, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, so he says, uh, Seen you there catching some Zeds. Yeah. Having 40 winks, were you? 
Think you're a proper little Rip Van Winkle, don't you? I thought, oh, fucking hell, here we go. All right, all right, Jeremy, all right, yeah, yeah. And um, he says, uh, ask me my best sleep. Go on, ask me my best one. So I, I said, I said, was it was it for the entirety of the new Labour government, nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and ten, oh, Jeremy? Good one, Andrew. <laughs> he said, "No, you cheeky little shit." I spent that time providing valuable checks and balances to what was an asinine and some would say treacherous administration. Right, okay. So I says, he says, um, "Ask me my best sleep." I says, "What was your best ever sleep, Jeremy?" He says, nine hours." Uh, I says, that's, that's not much, is it? Says, Isn't it? I says, no, nine no, hours is pretty average. And he says, oh. And he went off and he pretended to get off at Stevenage. Yeah. But I saw him get back on again in the next carriage up. Yeah. So that was that was the last I saw of him. So what's, do you, what's that's intrigued you, that. So, I mean, because on the face of it, that wasn't worth telling me about, <laughs> Andrew. But are you thinking he's going to go in the next carriage and bother someone else and see if they're just, impressed I with nine think, hours I sleep? I just think he was embarrassed. Yeah. And I think he pretended he was going to get off at Stevenage. Yeah. Um, so that he wouldn't have to face any further humiliation. Hey, listen, like, um, last week I was work, doing some work on the local council elections. Do you know, because Sunderland's always the first one to yeah. announce the results. They're mad keen, aren't they? Mad keen on that. So I got involved. I like to volunteer, because they need loads of volunteers to make it happen. Yeah. So I was driving around the town, picking up ballot boxes from all the various polling stations and taking them back to the sports hall, where they do the main count for, for the results. Yeah. And I stopped off at the garage, because I was low on petrol, right? So I'm right. filling, filling up me, me, uh, me Nissan Micra. And this black like Maserati pulls up. Maserati. Next, a Maserati pulls up at the next pump, and I, I noticed it out the corner of my eye, but I didn't want to stare because, you know, I didn't want the, the prick who was driving it to think I was bothered. Yeah. You know, like you do. So I hear the sound of the window winding down slowly, and then his voice says, "Seen you." Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy Corbyn, and Jeremy it? Corbyn. Seen you there in your Datsun. Still calling Nissan's Datsuns. Right. Like it's the 1970s or something. He says, how much petrol are you putting in that thing, laddie? Probably only holds about £19 worth, doesn't it? I, mean, I was putting 15 quid in, but that's, yeah. that's beside the point, really. He says, uh, what's the most amount of petrol you've ever put in one car in one go? So I, said, I, I, I don't know, Jeremy, maybe it's about 60 quid for a full tank. Mm, you know, when you. I was running on empty. He says, mm, ask me my best one. Go on, ask me my best petrol. I'm like, all right, Jeremy, what's your best petrol? £61. Oh, he's beat Bosh! He Bang, says. he beat you. And what's more, I always get the dial to land exactly on the amount I want first time without having to stop short and then use small incremental squeezes to reach my target amount. Mm, get you, Jeremy. Professional. So he's out of the car by this point and he's waving the petrol pump around in the air. He says, give me a number and I'll land the dial right on it. He says, right, all right then, Forty-three ninety-nine. Says right. Watch this then. So he starts filling his car up with petrol, pumping it in there, and he's gone. Forty-three ninety-nine. Forty-three ninety-nine. Here it comes. Here it comes. Forty-three ninety-nine. And then he releases his fingers from the trigger, and he goes, "Bosh! Forty-three ninety-nine. Oh, he did it. That's forty-four pound and a penny. Ah. So he's going shit, shit. Shit! And he starts pumping more and more petrol into it. Yeah. And he's saying, when it gets to 100, it goes back around to zero. Give me a minute. I can do this. I can do this. 
So by this time, the petrol's spilling out all over the forecourt. He's still pumping away. Mm. And I, I just felt that it was it turned into something I really didn't want to witness. Yeah. So I just I just drove off basically, but um, I looked at his Twitter later on and he he, he tweeted, uh, just had to call out the AA, put diesel in my petrol tank by mistake again. Ah, that's what I like to call a punchline. Yeah, but you like to call it. That doesn't mean it doesn't is one. Doesn't mean that it is. Doesn't though. mean it is one. Doesn't mean that it is. So that's what I got up to last week. I like seeing. I'd like to. I like. I've never seen the magic granddad out and about, Jeremy. Have you not? Never seen him. Well, you know, You're very lucky, lad. Is he I tall? Am. He's he's slightly taller than you. And he's go on, say five two. Five, no, five five and a half. I'm five seven and a half, Andrew. Five five and a half, same as Bono. I'm five seven and a half. Whatever, it's them shoes you wear. I had a really good Saturday couple of weeks ago oh, I like hearing about good Saturday good Saturday scorching hot day right and yeah. I had loads of washing to do yeah because the World Cup and everything had all been building up and I hadn't been sort of tending to me domestic chores let's say so I thought right let's plough through it all and I'll get as much wash as I can in one day is it just tracksuits no there's tea towels as well alright oh, so it was like 4pm and I was just hanging out the 6th Lord 6th Lord 6th Lord yeah. already by 4pm and this fella come along peered over my fence and he went Seen you. Oh, God. Corbin. Jeremy, Jeremy Corbin. Corbin. Seen you there, laddie. Trying to attempt a multi-wash. Obviously an amateur. How many are you up to there? Seven? I says, well, this is the sixth one, but I didn't start till ten o'clock this morning. He says, ask me my best one. Go on, ask me my best multi-wash. I thought, all right, and what's, what's your best multi-wash, Jeremy? Twenty-three. Wow. I says, 23 loads of washing in one day. He says, yep. I prepared for weeks in advance, saving up my dirty laundry, knocking on neighbours' doors for their smalls, and collecting rags from beggars. So, wow, like you said there, wow, wow that's, that's dedication. He says, shut up! I've got a four-line south-facing rig laid out in a zigzag formation, and I use wooden props because you can't trust aluminium. I preset the washing machine timer the night before, so the first load is done and ready to hang out by the time I get up at 6am. I do everything on a 40-minute economy wash, and I've got a direct line to the Met Office so I can confirm the weather forecast the night before. 16 hours later, bosh! 28 loads, washed, dried, folded. I says, there must be a lot of ironing for you to do. He says, only Tories do ironing, laddie! I says, very good. Well well done, Jeremy, for all your your washes. I says... Fantastic. He says, if you need any hints or tips, drop me a line, no pun intended. My email is jeremy.corbin.esquire.mp.isling.atlabourparty.politics.co.uk. Do you want me to write that down for you? I'll just remember that. He says, good luck, you fucking need it, dickhead. And, Ooh. Yeah, and then off he went. Uh, and I only got eight loads done in the end. So, that Jeremy, but he really is the magic granddad, isn't he? He is. Eight loads, though. The Octo Wash, I call it. Wash. And did you just use economies? I've got a 20 minute on mine. I don't use the 20 minute. It, it, it doesn't come out spun well enough. I know, but if you're chasing the numbers, you could do a 20 minute, couldn't you? But you're right, it spins it at could, about six or 600 or 800, it's, it's, it's it? not It's not a good spin. I noticed Jeremy um, uh, exclaimed Bosch, which Bo- is interesting, given yeah. that the Bosch is a nice German uh, washing machine, isn't it? It is. So, do you think that's what he was doing, shouting at a recommendation for a washing maybe, machine? Maybe, so, like that subconscious advertising, you know what I mean? Yeah.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.